Hey there, it's Rachel Mullins, the host of Hashtag No Filter Fridays on Public House Media. What's up, everybody? This is Christian Heimel, host of Press Row here on Public House Media. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. Once you're done with this episode, I hope you'll come check out my show, Press Row, where we talk about the biggest issues in sports with the analysts, experts, and reporters who cover them. No nonsense, hard-hitting interviews on the sports topics you're talking about. A new show comes out every single Thursday. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode of Press Row. Thanks again for checking out the following broadcast on Public House Media. Welcome to the See Jane Sell podcast, a relatable sales podcast for your weekly dose of sanity. I'm your host, Chelsea Dupre. And I'm your host, Lee Nevis. Hello, friends. It's Lee. You're here. Thank you for being here, listening to CJ and Cell podcast, the CJ and Cell podcast, CJ, the CJ and Cell podcast. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Um, if you can tell, it is just myself today, just for the intro. Chelsea will be here later for the interview. Um, Chelsea today is at work like a responsible adult and can't really leave to do our uh, podcast. So I'm going to just give a little quick intro and just warm you guys up and uh, let you know that you're in good hands. You're here. You're going to listen to an awesome interview today. You're going to feel inspired. You're going to feel motivated. And we're happy that you are here <laughs> again. I'm happy that you're here. Speaking for both of us, we are both happy that you're here. <laughs> it is an absolutely gorgeous day right now in Louisville, Kentucky. It is like 72, sunny light breeze outside so I'm just in a great great mood and I'm just feeling I'm feeling very like reflective today does anyone else get like I feel like when it's absolutely gorgeous outside I get very much just like in this really like this spiritual space where I just I feel a lot of gratitude for things in my life like just very simple simple things like hey you know what I can walk outside and I can literally smell grass and that's awesome. Or I can walk down the street and go for a run. And that's amazing because my legs work or whatever you feel grateful for. Just very simple things that we forget all the time because we're we're businesswomen, we're entrepreneurs, we're in sales. Like you get so wrapped up in hitting your goals and doing this and waking up and grinding when and you get really down on yourself when you aren't able to do those things. And we forget that sometimes in life it's very simple, simple, small stuff that we need to recognize and embrace and be grateful for. So that's how I'm feeling today. And I just really wanted to share that with you all because I think ever since our interview that we did with Amanda Graves, who you will hear in a moment, um, I've been feeling like, I just think her story is so cool where she was just a mom. She just picked up a camera, just happened to be kind of good at it. Didn't, you know, expect to be this incredibly successful photographer, you know, however many years later. I think that it was really cool that she just embraced the small stuff first and embraced that she knew she wanted to just capture love. She wanted to capture, you know, a little baby or a couple. And that is the root of her business. And that is what gave her success because she wasn't waking up like, oh my gosh, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I want I want to grow. I want to become a billionaire, whatever, which all of those goals, by the way, are incredible and awesome. And if those are your goals, heck yes, bitch, get it. Like do your thing. That's amazing. But sometimes that mentality, if you're like that 24 seven can be really just hurtful and it can be really like damaging on your like psyche. So I think that what I have been able to reflect on from listening to Amanda is just go with the freaking flow and be grateful for what you have. And if you are positive and if you embrace what you're doing, you will be successful. So that's my little, that's my little golden nugget intro. I guess that's it. This is almost four minutes long now. So <laughs> you're probably like, Lee, shut up. Please get to the interview. So <laughs> without further ado, this is our interview with the amazing Amanda Graves of Amanda Graves Photography. 
everybody, welcome to another episode of CJ and Cell. We have one of my very best and dearest friends with us here, Amanda Graves. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yay. And of course, Lee's here. Hi. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> so today we wanted to talk about um, being an entrepreneur, but also being a mom and the balance and finding what success means to you. So we're going to... Totally. And we think that Amanda's probably, I mean, the perfect example of this. And so we really wanted to bring her on. She started her own business while raising three children, not just one, three y'all. <laughs> and yeah. so, and she's been extremely successful in doing this. So we just wanted to bring you on and chat with you and just have a little conversation that might be a little relatable to any moms out there that might be listening. <laughs> so welcome. Well, thank you. It's so, it's funny when I was listening to you say that and it instantly come to my mind, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's real life because it was. And I think the whole time going through, my youngest is in school now, but thinking it was some really good times and some really not good times trying to balance what I desired as a woman, what I desired just as a human being and also as a mom. I learned early on that I was more than just a mom, um, but that was one of my greatest purposes, but that I could have desires and goals and ambitions um, and that it wasn't on the back burner or that I wasn't putting them on the back burner either. That they could coexist side by side, but that there was never balance. Um, yeah. If one mm-hmm. fell, um, that means I was giving my time to something else. So it feels, I feel that was in success that I'm still alive. My kids are alive. <laughs> my business is still thriving. Um, and, you know, I'm here to talk about it, so. Well, and a few weeks ago, we talked about the societal pressures of being a woman and having kids, not having kids, how you're raising your kids, are you getting a nanny, are you doing blah, 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 blah. So just a brief touch on that from a working mother business owner perspective. I know you had some thoughts when we had chatted a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I started my business not, I mean, after I had my second child, so it wasn't like... Um, I was putting it on a back burner to have children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I do find happiness in other things. My kids bring me happiness, but they also bring me sadness too. And mm-hmm. so photography at the time when it was my baby business was an outlet. Um, yeah. And at the beginning, I don't even know if I treated it like a business. It was more like a really expensive hobby um, that I was hoping to get compensated for. Um but as it grew and as I grew, I realized I'm really good at this. Um, I, in fact, know how to be a business owner um, and I can still be a really good mom. Um, and I don't think I'll look back and be like, oh, my kids suffered so much because I was gone at night shooting pictures or they had to get a babysitter because I had a session when it was their spring break or something. It, um, there were definite moments where I was like, I can't do either one of these well, so one of them has to go. And I would talk about that all the time with my husband. I'm just going to quit because I'm going to be a really terrible mom and I don't think I can be, I can't give this photography thing what I want. And he was like, well, whatever you want to do, which was not what I wanted to hear. I wanted him to tell me exactly what I should do. Um, and so I would go through those hills and valleys of, um, I just want to be a really good mom. That's all I ever want to do. And that would like make me toss and turn in that because I also wanted to be a really good photographer. And what does that mean? A really good photographer. I want people to feel things when they look at my pictures. Yeah. Um, I don't want to just take pictures. I want to be a storyteller. I want, you know, people to, like yesterday I posted a picture of this little boy who has Down syndrome. It got a ton of likes. Why? They can relate. They can, they see, when you look at someone with special needs, you feel things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I'm, that didn't come later on. I mean, it probably came even a couple of years ago. But that also one of my kids to know that there's a value in, in hard work and making something that's yours. So my kids have not suffered. They have a mom that's at every class party and um, volunteers at everything she can and, you know, goes and eats lunch at school because I've created that life. I mean, mm-hmm. I, if I don't want to work tomorrow, I don't schedule a session. So I can go to field trips. Um, Sometimes people think you have to um, have a lot of money to be a stay-at-home mom, and you don't have to be. It's a choice. 
that I, I mean, luckily I got to make that choice. Yesterday, my son got home and he was like, Mom, it's 5 o'clock, why are you just now making your bed? And I was like, because I've been working in my bed all day. <laughs> and I was like, I guess what Mommy got to do that. Mommy chose where her office was today. Yeah. Not very many people get to say to do that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that at a certain point in motherhood, I'm assuming you kind of find a security in just being confident in your capabilities of being a mom and working and keeping a job for, so for like any like new moms mm-hmm. out there that are listening to this, I'm, I can imagine, here's the thing, I've never had kids before, I really don't know, but I imagine it, when I have my first kid, if I have my first kid, I'm probably going to go through this whole like, oh my gosh, like, am I a horrible mom for doing this and blah, blah, blah. What do you think is the best way that you found to just not be so hard on yourself and to just like accept that you were enough. Yeah. That, I mean, it's the million dollar question. And I think if I had the answer, we would all be millionaires right now. (laughs) (laughs) But I do encounter first time moms, moms with their second kid, which is the hardest. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously come in my studio and either I've met them for this first time or now it's their second time coming back and we've shared a relationship through the kids first year of life. And, um, I can relate to their struggles. Um, one of the things I always tell, you always get unsolicited advice as a mom, especially first-time moms. So people will tell you what kind of diapers, mm-hmm. even to like what you should put your thermostat on in your house. That's crazy. <laughs> but I always say, don't listen to anybody's advice. Like, you are this child's mother, no one else. <laughs> and when you say, are you are you comfortable in in your just ability to be a mom? When you get comfortable. They grow older, and then, like, my oldest son is, like, prepubescent, and, you know, those are whole yeah. other things. So I can potty train. I can get them to sleep through the night. I can teach them how to ride a bike. But this preteen stuff, it's all new. So am I confident at this moment? No, absolutely not. But <laughs> I can do babies. Babies I've got. But as first-time moms, I would just say, just take a breath. Um, and when you go back to work, if you have to put your kid in daycare, it's okay. If they have to have, to have a bottle it's okay. Like, this is your baby, and it's no one else's baby. And you, you get to make the choices. It's your, and the fact that you're wondering if you're a good mom, you're a good mom. Very few bad moms question, I'm wondering if I'm being a good mom today. (laughs) Bad ones don't ask that question. (laughs) The good ones worry about that. And so if you have that thought on your mind, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. That's awesome. That's really good advice is don't, listen to other people's advice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have trusted friends that, of course, you know, the baby's crying or, mm-hmm. or I can't, you know, what do you use for this? Absolutely. But the unsolicited advice is the definitely the ones you don't listen to. Yeah. And, you know, I would, without kids, you would be, I'll never let my kid do that. Or my kid will never wear that. Or they'll never leave the house looking like that. Mm-hmm. They will. You're, you'll, I mean, you're, <laughs> I always say, I always said before we had kids, oh, the house will be clean and da 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 da. It won't. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so the cool things in life is there's there's really hard times in motherhood, and there's also I mean more rewarding times of of okay this is this is exactly what it's supposed to be. Um, I thought I loved before, but seeing your heart in someone else is really where you and even I mean I have friends who've adopted and it has nothing to do with genetics. Um, I mean. I have a dog in my lap and I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, but I think it's, I mean, I have a 11-year-old son, Mm -hmm. um, there are things that we are just alike and things are a polar opposite. The other night we were having kind of a tiff and he was like, mom, you ruined my life. And he was like, I I hate you. And I wanted to cry inside and I wanted to, um, you know, not hit him, but just, you can't say those types of things, but yeah. I just went outside, and I was like, oh my goodness, what am I going to say to him? And I came inside, and he says, will you help me with my homework? And I was like, no, I can't. I'm sorry. And he was like, what? You're not going to help me? And he came downstairs, and he said, I'm so sorry. I got angry, and I said things I don't mean, and will you forgive me? Absolutely. And those are the things in motherhood, you're like, it been 10 minutes ago, I was like, oh, he's ruined. He just told me he hated me while I was And now he understands the value of my mom will always forgive me. Mm-hmm. You know, and she loves me no matter what I say. So those are the things in motherhood that you can't get anywhere else. You know, you can't learn that. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You can't incredible. learn that anywhere else. I mean, with a spouse, you can, but it's different because your child sees life 
unconditionally. Yeah. So I love my kids, but I love my dog too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So kind of transitioning just from that, from, I mean, learning as you grow, um, let's talk a little bit about your business. Yeah. And so, you know, this wasn't a business that you, you know, thought you were going to start when you were five years old and this was your goal. You kind of fell into this. Um, so kind of give us a little background about how you kind of got your start in the photography world. Well, I mean, I don't know how far back you want me to go. Um, <laughs> as far as you want. <laughs> the photographer in high school enjoyed it, loved it, did the sports, developed film. It was great. Um, was encouraged to do something more with my life, so went to University of Kentucky. Um, go graduated, cats. Yeah, go cats. Graduated with a degree in biology. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, thought, about, thought about going to med school, pharmacy school, and then just decided that that's not where I wanted, what I wanted to do. In the outside world, they would be like, oh, she doesn't have any ambition, you know, because you think of doctors and pharmacists and lawyers as, you know, intelligent, financially stable people, so mm-hmm. why wouldn't she want to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, got married and worked for a few years, um, and when I had my first job, decided to stay home. And um, out of that first child came a second child, and after that child, I um, it was not a great time. My first child was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't speak, um, and he had a lot of behavioral issues, and we just had a terrible time with him and didn't even really want to have a second child because <laughs> yeah. I thought if one was like this, I, there's no way I could handle two like him. Yeah. But God sent us a really cute little angel and she's super sweet and made me like not question my purpose in life and <laughs> made motherhood really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after her, I took pictures of them together and I looked at her atrocious, but um, I did it and I loved it. Like it filled something in my mind. I mean, it literally looked like a naked baby, a frog, really, like, laying on this backdrop. It was so <laughs> Um Had a camera, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it the right way. So I went to my um, mentoring in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and that lady is actually not even in business anymore. Um, just got hands-on training with her. That was in um, August, September 1st. I rented a studio and, and um became a business at that point. So August of um, 2011 is when it all started. It was just baby, baby, baby. Two oh. kids, stay-at-home mom. Um, we lived in southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. My husband worked in Middletown, and he, I would drive you know, across the bridge with my two babies. He would meet me at my studio. I would do sessions at night after he got off work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how it started. And that, you know, that's where we are now, you know, a long time ago, but... It's, it's evolved from that. Yeah. So what do you think was the moment that you realized, like, oh, like, this could actually be, like, a lucrative business. Like, I could make money doing this. Um, so this was 2011, and I was charging $50 for, like, a session of just one child and then, like, $175 for a newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, and... At that time, when I wasn't bringing income at all, it felt like a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. I could contribute to diapers and or the YMCA membership or something. I could do something to add to our finances. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me happy. It gave me time away. So really the time away and the desire to grow a, not even necessarily a business, but like a trait or a skill or an art um, was really my motivation. Mm-hmm. Or really, like, I can do this, so I'm going to prove to myself that I can do it. So at first, it, money wasn't my motivation. Um, really, I just wanted to be able to pay my rent. Um, yeah. So probably it wasn't until I had my third baby and I moved into my third studio. And the rent had, you know, at that point, quadrupled. And um, my work was becoming more steady, meaning, like, I could produce consistent work. It wasn't, because some sessions would be atrocious, you know. Um, and now with the time and experience, the kids can be terrible and the pictures will still be beautiful. That's the difference, I think, in someone who just takes pictures and someone who tells a story. Um, because I'll have clients all the time say, I have no idea how you got that. It was a complete train wreck. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, I see things you don't. And she's like, you absolutely do. 
And so probably 2013 was when I think that it started that this is a business, I'm going to do it, I'm going to make money, and I'm going to make this amount of money this year, and next year I'm going to make this amount of money, and this year I have goals of things that are outside financially. I want to speak at a women's conference, and I want to um, be on a podcast. Be on a podcast, <laughs> which check that off the list. Anybody ever wants to hear anything I have to say. That's awesome. Well, I think that it's really important that you started this business and you wanted to do it just because you felt that it fulfilled you. And when you really realized that it was kind of ramping up, it was because you wanted to tell a story. You weren't just like, I want to be the best. I want to do this. Like, I think that that's so important. And I think a lot of people kind of forget that is like the actual like art of creating something and the art of like touching someone else and the art of, you know, helping other people is so incredible and kind of underappreciated in business. But I think that seems like the accelerator that made you kind of go from just like, oh, I want to take pictures to now like an actual work in business. Mm -hmm. So that's incredible. It's incredible. You're just incredible. Wow. I did not pay you today to say that, but I'll pay you later. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. And, like, the thing about it is is, um, there are tons of photographers in town. Um, I mean, you can go on a rabbit hole on Instagram and and compare yourself to everyone. Um, But I don't have 30,000 followers. um, But the ones who follow me are clients. You know, there are people who pay me for sessions yeah. and grandmas who, who follow me and like my pictures. So it's, it, it may be a small following and I don't necessarily mean that means it's small. Um, yeah. So that's what's cool about it is you don't have to have 30,000 followers to have a successful business. That's awesome. Or 60,000 or whatever. Nice. What does success mean to you? Um... Success means to me um, that I'm happy. That I don't want to get up and quit every single day. That I dread going to a session. That I don't think of things that inspire me. Um, when I go outside, I look at light and I'm searching, you know, for things that people would. Why are you going there? Or just today, I was like, you know, out. With the, another photographer friend helping her find locations for sessions she has tomorrow, and um, I feel like when I don't want to do it anymore, that's when it's not successful for me. Um, of course, there I think success can be divided. It can be um, how it makes you feel and what what it makes you want want to do. So what makes me feel is I I still want to do it. I want to capture stories. I want to you know, take pictures of baby toes, but <laughs> <laughs> what do they want me to do? It want, I want to make more money. I want to go to this next level. I want to um, increase my prices because when I increase my prices, I weed out people who aren't my ideal clients. Yeah. So success is kind of twofold. It's not necessarily all financial um, or money motivated. It's if I'm happy, then I think you think of teachers. Why would anybody want to be a teacher? They don't make any money. But I, the teachers in my kids' life, they're inspirational. I mean, they, they're an integral part of my life. And so that's how I want to be in people's lives. I want to be, when they think of a special moment, Amanda Grace has to be there. I want her to capture it. Aww. That's awesome. That's amazing. How do you get over the fear of imposter syndrome? Because I think that for me, I feel like being a photographer would be so difficult because there's so many and there's so many options and not just like options across America. I mean, like literally just in any city or town that you live in, there's a million different options. How do you get over that fear of feeling like you're not the top of your game or you're not the best or how do you get over that fear? Um, well, I still have it, so I haven't quite over <laughs> it. It comes and goes in waves. Um, I mean... I have to um, limit the amount of photographers that I follow. Only follow the ones that inspire me to be better, not that I'm comparing myself to. And I think that's just in, as a woman, you know, social media is a, a rabbit hole of, mm-hmm. um, of things that don't exist. Um, yeah. 
So only follow people that inspire me. And as long as my business is good, I can't worry about what anybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are moments when either it was a bad session or something that I'll get in that rabbit hole of you know, let me see what so-and-so is doing or oh, yeah. she's really good and she only charges a hundred dollars <sighs> you know but yeah her clients obviously aren't my ideal clients because if they want to pay a hundred dollars then that's fine mm-hmm. um but I, I also have to their success doesn't take away from mine um they may be doing they're killing it and that's great and I can't worry about what they're doing and I don't want to take away their you know their happiness because their success should make me feel a certain way. Um, only I can make myself feel that way. So I can't, I do go down it, but I have to shut it off and just say, yeah. oh, I mean, I've got 10 sessions next week. Like I'm doing okay. You know? Yeah. And, absolutely. um, I still people, you know, get people that, you know, they'll write so-and-so referred me. I'm like, I don't pay for a single bit of advertising. I don't pay Google for anything. And, all of my inquiries are organic and from word to mouth or they saw me on Instagram or whatever. So it's, that's incredible. I mean, you don't, what they do shouldn't determine what I do. And I think if I let that control me, that's when I'm not succeeding because then I'm not about what everybody else is thinking. I think. Yeah. And I think it's really important. And you've kind of talked on, touched on this when we were talking earlier, but just like knowing your value and figuring out what your value is. And it's almost like your why, like you're always going to have to reassess and re-figure out what, why am I doing this? Like, what is the best foundational reason for me to keep going on? Mm-hmm. But also your value, like. Completely. And not placing your value on comparing yourself to other people or yeah. comparing your successes to other people's successes. And that's, but you're not going to do that overnight. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's no. That's like a lifetime, that's like yeah. a lifetime work. Easier said than done. We all in this room have we wake up every day and I'm sure we compare ourselves to other people in one way or another. And I think that's totally okay. And it's totally normal. It's not like yeah. you're a terrible weak person if you do this, but it's recognizing that you do it and realizing saying like, Hey, you know what? I don't need to be this difficult on myself. I don't need to be this hard on myself. I do have a lot of value and a lot to offer and yeah. reminding yourself of that. And it's okay. Like sometimes Sometimes I'll just go on like an unfollow spree where it's like, you know what I mean? Where maybe I followed some girl like way back in the day because I thought her outfits were cute. And now I'm realizing that like, oh my gosh, when she pops up in my feet, I feel terrible about myself. It's okay to unfollow Mm -hmm. these people. Like you're not, no one's going to get mad at you. Like I think that sometimes you have to go through a cleanse and just do what is healthy for you. And like you said, only, you know, and especially on social media, only look at things that inspire you. Mm -hmm. Only follow people that you really feel like these people like actually add value to my life because I think that was the original point of social media. Now you know what like, I mean? Uh, portable rose colored glasses. Yeah. That's what it was like a cute grandma and grandpa like, That's, involved yeah. in our lives, right? Gosh, yeah. I know. <laughs> but one thing you said, you said, you know, I wake up and I feel this way. And I think if you don't wake up and feel those way, I mean, it's okay, but it's what you do with it. Mm-hmm. It's what it determines um, just where you are in life. I mean, I could lay in bed and, mope all day that so-and-so takes better pictures than I or or my my client of you know three years went to someone else and oh that like breaks my heart Mm -hmm. um but you just can't you can't let it can't let it get to you completely that's just like the same thing in sales like you were saying I can't compare myself to so-and-so I have 10 sessions next week sometimes I feel like being from like the sales side of things you're like oh my gosh they have this and this and this and this going on. But then you have to, like, take a step back, write a list of all the things you've got going on. Yeah. And just, like, put on those blinders. And that's when you really need to reassess, okay, what, what's your why? What's your value? Is, like, this little account worth your time? Can you invest mm-hmm. it in other places? And a lot of times when I get in there, right, then I shoot something for myself. Um, like... I posted a session um, a couple days ago with a couple, um, and the sweetest couple, they brought their dog in the studio. Um, I had attended this conference here um, in Louisville, it was the Reset Conference, and a photographer from um, California did a couple session in my studio, and because everyone would be said, what do you shoot? You shoot babies, right? No, there's more of a story in love than it just as babies. I want to shoot love, that's what I want to shoot. Um, and so, this, you know, 
couple. <laughs> this couple came in and I was in control. And so I told them it wasn't a six month session or it wasn't a newborn session. I specifically wanted them to come in and them to capture them together. Um, and I posted those pictures and people were like, oh my gosh, this is on fire. Look at them, you know. I want a lady last night wrote texted me on Instagram and said, My husband's celebrating her ten years. I want to do this. Our kids are always in her pictures. I want just me and him. And so I wanted to do that. I wanted people to know that I shoot things other than babies. And so I asked that couple to come in. Um, and so in life or in sales or whatever, if you're feeling in a rut, do something for yourself. Whether yeah. it's self care or it's another session or it's I wanna go out and take a class on how to be a better whatever. Like you yeah. have to do something. Yeah. Oh, that's so important to remember. If yeah. you're not right with yourself, if you aren't right, then your job and your relationships are not going to be right. And I think that people really sometimes get that kind of backwards where they feel like, oh, I need to do all this stuff for other people. I need to do all this stuff for other people in order to feel better about myself. But like, you really got to do stuff for yourself because yeah. if you're not for real feeling right, if you're not happy with you you're not going to be able to fully give yourself to other people and you're not going to be able to fully succeed and stuff and be successful yeah. and I don't think like self like care necessarily like is you know getting a facial get a massage sometimes it's like oh, hey massage. Amanda bring your dog over and let's like lay on the floor and talk about nothing. yeah or just like you know what I've had this task that I've been putting off for a long time it will make me feel that better if I do it you know what I mean ever it doesn't have to self-care I think gets this kind of weird rep now where it's like oh like gonna order a pizza drink a whole bottle of wine self-care like cool if that makes you feel better that's awesome but that's not what self-care really at the root should be you don't need a beautiful picture in a row with a towel on your head and like in a hotel room of course I'm sure that's great never done that exactly goal (laughs) (laughs) well someone posed a question to me a week or so ago and she said what makes you happy? Um, and the first thing that like blurted out of my mouth was, well, when my family's happy, that makes me happy. And I stepped back for a second. And I'm like, my goodness, like I'm only happy when everybody else is happy. That's so pathetic. Like that cannot be real. Mm-hmm. And so I started to think about it. Like what makes me happy? What makes me happy is when I have like a really good session. Um, yeah. Like, when I get excited about a session, I'm like, I'm like screaming out loud or I'm like, oh my gosh, this like, it gives you the feels. Um, what makes me happy is when the sun shines. And so I like went through this list. Um, what makes me happy when there's not chaos in my life. And sometimes work creates so much unwanted chaos. Um, and those are the moments where you just have to stop yeah, and breathe a second. But I'm still assessing that question. What makes me happy? Photography is one of those. Family obviously is another. My puppy. Um, been in time with good friends, but, and also just being inspired, um, Mm -hmm. different things inspire me, but what makes you happy? If your job doesn't make you happy, it's just a job. It's not something that... Way to make ends meet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool, your story of, like, your progression of where you started, to what you were charging, to what you were paying, to, like, how you've been. So can you just share that again with us and everyone that's listening? Because I think that is so, like inspirational all on its own and just kind of puts in perspective that success is not overnight no mm-hmm. I mean I, I wish <laughs> it was a visual thing we could show like oh where, where Amanda came from and sometimes I cringe when I see those pictures but everybody has oh that. my gosh those pictures are so cute well I'm though. just saying like if you look went back to I mean I see like the photographers that I admire yeah. they have the exact same picture and I'm just like oh I'm not alone I just hope in 10 years I'm not where I am right now. You know, I hope that I progress. Mm -hmm. Um, Charge $50. Put your images on a CD. It was great. I delivered them. I mean, that's what you did. Um, I got my studio. I raised them to $175. Had to pay the rent. Um, Then, like, when I get into my third studio, so this is like three or four years into the business, I created packages. Big ton packages. Still pennies on the dollar. Like, it still would have taken me two or three years to even pay my camera off at that point. Probably wasn't profiting a lot of anything. Yeah. Um, paying taxes, paying sales tax, that sort of thing. Um, five years in, um, had my third child, got the bigger studio. That was $500 a month at that point. Yeah, you went from what, 150 to 300 to 500 500 yeah. Um, 
charging like 375 for a full newborn session is three hours, you know, over 100 bandages. Um, and then I remember the day, it was 2015, when I said, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm charging $1,475 for a year package. I mean, there's three sessions, newborn six and 12, it's $1,475. Um, and people paid me. And I thought, how in the world is that possible? Um, and sometimes felt guilty for charging on that because I wasn't at that point confident in what I was doing. Yeah. Um, they obviously liked it because they were willing to pay me, but sometimes I would be like, uh, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, so last August I moved into a new studio downtown, um, with a really good friend of mine who's also a photographer and we share this dream studio that literally dreamt up in my head. Um, what I wanted to look like. It was built exactly the way we wanted it. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's really pretty. Mm -hmm. um, and now I charge $675 for a newborn session. And some people say, I can't believe you charge that much. And some people say you should charge more. But I'm comfortable where I am right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, where in the world can I go for two hours and make $700? There's nowhere in the world you can But it took you that long. long to find your value. Yeah. And get over that, Eight like, years. can I charge that? Should I charge? Am I? No, you are. You're 100% good enough. And so eight years. Eight years. And, I mean, price change is probably coming. Yeah. So well, just reevaluating things. And, yeah. Um, what I'm giving and what's the monetary value on Rent that. goes up. Right. I mean, I have liability insurance. I have renter's insurance. I pay taxes. I, you know, continue my education. I have to keep up with equipment. There's a, it's not just I go to Costco and buy a camera. Yeah. Yeah. If it was, we everybody would do it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, money's great, and it makes the world go around, but I feel like if the money stopped tomorrow and I just was donating sessions, I would still do it. That's pretty awesome. That is the message. That is the message. And that's how you know you've really found what you're supposed to be doing, you know? That's incredible. So talk about, because you work a lot, you have your studio, but you do work from home quite a bit as well. And I think it's really important to talk about when you're at home, it's okay that you didn't do the laundry. It's okay you didn't do the dishes. You're working. This is a job and you've separated it. So kind of talk about how you've been able to go from, I mean, I'm sure you still work late at night and early wee hours of the morning, <laughs> but like how you've gone to like this is work time, and it's okay that it's work time, and this isn't expected to be done. And I didn't figure that out until this year. Before, it was just a rat race of moments that kids were napping or kids were, the older two were at school or the youngest one was at preschool so I could have a session. Um, it was a lot of compromise, a lot of um, sometimes yelling at my kids, uh, I just need to get this session done watch the TV or do something or staying up at night, late, late, late at night and waking up exhausted and, um, doing it all over again after getting, you know, just, it, it wore on me and it was not a healthy way of doing either job, <laughs> photography or being a mom. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times in life you just, you do what you have to do. Yep. You know, you put in the hard work and eventually there are times when you can kind of set back and, not necessarily relax, but have more control. Had a, when all three kids are at home, I would shoot at night when my husband got home and edit when he was asleep. I mean, just the other day, I was like, you know, you never tell me good night because I'm always, he always just falls asleep when I'm in the bed editing. And I'm like, you never tell me good night. Just tell me good night. He's like, well, I never know when you're going to go to bed. I'm like, well, just tell me good night. So many hours, like, um, alone editing. You know, that sort of thing. But now, um, it's not a ton better, but I can shoot when the kids are at school. I can edit during the day when I don't have sessions. I do still have to edit at night a lot mm -hmm. of times because oh, yeah. I'm attending a school function, so I didn't get to edit that day or something. Yeah. Um, I probably should be editing now, but I'll do it when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it's, I don't, I, I don't remember who said it. It might have been Elon Musk, and he was talking about, how do you manage, how do you balance everything? He was like, there's never balance. When you do something, you're always sacrificing something else. Yep. Yep. And so. Thank I, you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. When yep. I read that, um, 
when I come to my kids' school to do something, they have to know I'm sacrificing something. So when I say when I get home, mommy has to edit, they have to get it. You yeah. know, I didn't learn until my youngest went to school this year. Literally the day he went to school, I asked my husband, um, what are your expectations for me now? Like, you know, is it like... Everything needs to be done because now I have all this time to do it. Like, do you want me to go to the grocery store and get all the laundry done? He was like, no. He was like, you've been, like, donating your life for, like, 11 years. He was like, you can take a couple months off. And so it stretched into, like, maybe six. But I really haven't had a break yet. Yeah. Um, I'm like, not going to get one. No. Yeah. Well, usually January through March is kind of like my lull time. But it's been, like, no, crazy. You're getting so good. It's People, you're like a Louisville known yeah. name. You're sweet, but I moved from Wyoming to California, and look, I even used you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I thought, oh, this, usually it's my time to regroup, to mm-hmm. make new goals, but I haven't had a chance to do that. Um, but anyway, now, um, his advice to me was, like, when he's working from home, he doesn't do the dishes, or he doesn't. I love those, by the way. Um, he doesn't, um, he's working, and when he gets off work, he can do those things. And so some days I do, I multitask and edit a session and do some laundry, um, make the bed at 5 p.m. But um, most of the time when I'm working, I'm working. And you know what my luxury is? I can have a computer in my lap and watch Netflix. And some people may think that's not working, but it is for me, you know. And I'm sorry you chose to go to the office. I'm sitting in my bed watching Netflix, working. (laughs) It's different for everybody. Yeah. I could say I have a pretty good handle. And honestly, you just have to let things go. Like, there's dishes in my sink right now. There's clothes thrown everywhere. I have three loads of laundry laying on my dresser right now. It'll get done. And if it doesn't, I'll just pick it off my dresser and wear it tomorrow. Like, no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I love that more than you know it. I don't have kids. (laughs) (laughs) So, I say, I mean, the expectations of our when you have it, when you get it all worked out, well, let me know. Because I think when we get it worked out, we're not here anymore. Oh, Oh, 1,000%. Yep. So, worked out for me is different. I'm okay with laundry on my dresser, and I'm okay with my kids watching a little bit of TV so I can get work done. So, if that bothers other, you know, if that's not something you can do, then you have to make a sacrifice somewhere else. Well, I think that really ties into with a lot of things we've said in the past on other episodes. It's like, the beauty of it is, this is your life. It's so, they have their life, you have your life, they get this amazing lifetime, live it their life the way they want just like you get to live yours the way that you do and Rachel Hollis said um it's none of your business what other people think of you and at first Mm -hmm. I was like what like (laughs) what does that even mean and I'm like you know what that's so true it who cares like exactly it really isn't on my business because as soon as I find out then I'm like oh my gosh they hate me now like what or something stupid you know what I mean it's really none of my business and I go so much farther and do so much more when I just really don't know or care. Completely, completely. And too, you have to think like, how much do you really actually care about other people and what they do? And it like, at the end of the day, like I really don't care. So why would other people care about me? So like, you know what I mean? You have to yeah. put it in perspective of, I actually don't care what other people are doing. So they're probably not caring what I'm doing. I should just do my own thing and just do whatever makes me happy and whatever I feel comfortable with. Because I don't, yeah. I don't care about them. Yeah. They shouldn't care about me. Right. So, yeah. But I can't say that I don't <laughs> care what people think about me because the people that I love. Lifelong lesson yeah. again. Yeah. For sure. I do care. Like, mm-hmm. the people that are important in my life, like, I want them to, you know, accept me and love me. I do care oh, what they think. And also, like, my clients, like, I, I want you to know that I'm investing in my business and this means something to me and that mm-hmm. I'm invested in your life. I had a client who had a baby and her husband had cancer and oh. they came and had a session and I mean I took them dinner. Like it's more than just a transaction. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. It's it's a real I mean in business if you don't build relationships, um it, it's a one time thing. Completely. Mm-hmm. Um so that I think I was asked um I did a little mentorship at this workshop that I attended and she said what's um, what's something that sets you apart? Um, and I had to oh, think. that's a hard question. Uh-huh. A, I hate <laughs> talking about myself. It makes me so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
I, I might be sweating a little bit right now because I'm sitting here talking about myself. <laughs> um, but I said, you know what? I feel like what sets me apart is when they see me with their family, they know I care about them. Mm-hmm. It is not a business transaction. Like, Completely. I want to, if it's a bad session, I'm not JCPenney. We'll do it again. Yeah. You know, and I don't charge anymore. Like, yeah. So, and even as, like, my husband's in sales as well, and he admires some of the things that he does, um, his follow-up and just his, um, like, people like him. Most people don't even know who he works for. They just yeah. know Curry. They just know his name. And I think that's awesome. If You don't have to know what my company name is. You just know that Kurt can take care of me or Amanda can take care of you. That, like, means a whole lot. Absolutely. Um, so I want them to know that I care about them, and so I do care what they think. Yeah. Completely. completely. I think that's why it hurts when I know they go somewhere oh. else. <laughs> oh, for sure, of course. And maybe care is the wrong word to use. Like, not like you don't care what people think. Maybe just... You try not to let it affect you. You don't let people's judgments affect you. I think maybe that's, that's what it, you know. Yeah. What I mean? Maybe judgment yes. is a better word to use there. Because you definitely want to care because... about people or else you're a heartless oh, completely. word I can't say. Completely. So, yeah. I but like I, there that. are people in my life who I've wanted to impress or wanted them yeah. to like me. And no matter what I did, I just, there was a, um, a little blog post I read that talked about the different in Chick-fil-A sauce and how... Some people have barbecue sauce, and some are sweet and sour, and some mm-hmm. like ketchup. And just because I don't choose the sauce that you like doesn't mean that you're not valuable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that a lot is I'm just not everybody's Chick-fil-A sauce, and that's okay. Right. For and, sure. <laughs> you know. I like that analogy. Yeah. The, the, that. the blog post is really good. I'll have to send it to you. It's, <laughs> it was, like, life-changing because mm-hmm. I always... I mean, I'm a people pleaser um, mm-hmm. in personal and in business. I want everybody to be happy to an extent that sometimes I let people walk on me or I maybe like give more than I should. We were talking the other day, remember when I was like swamped with all my yeah. own stuff? I was yeah. like, what can I help you? And you're like, nothing. You, you asked me. Yeah. You were swamped, and I was like, I wish there was something you could do. And then we, yeah, I was talking to you, I was like, can I help you? And we just died laughing. We're like, why do we do this to yeah. ourselves? <laughs> like, so. I just asked you two days ago if I could help you, and you said no. <laughs> it's just too much. And sometimes the answer is no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's oh my okay. Gosh. There was at this photography conference that I went to, it was awesome. I just wanted to share this thing that she said that kind of transformed what success is for me or confidence or the fear of judging yourself. She said, be confident with your why that you never doubt what you're doing. Um, and I think about like, I don't doubt what I'm doing. And so I may not be confident yet, but I'm confident enough at this point that I'm not going to give it up and that it still motivates me to keep going. And so once you doubt why you're doing it, you probably shouldn't do it. Yep. I love that. I love that. I do too. I think that's the ender. That's the end. That's the ender. <laughs> so for women who are wanting to start their own business, what would you, what is just a little bit of advice that you would say is the golden nugget that you really just hold the near and dear to your heart? Um, don't question yourself. Have, like, believe in yourself. Like, if you want to do this, if this is what you want to do, um, do it. Don't don't devalue it. Um, if it's a business, it's a business. Whether it's uh, you know network marketing or whether it's you know selling oils or if it's a if you want to do it, do it and take it serious. Don't yeah. have, don't half heart it. Um, really do it because if you half heart it or, or just oh it's just a side gig or oh I'm just doing this like that's all it's gonna be. Yep. But so just don't doubt yourself. Just do it. Yeah. I love that. So tell all the people where they can find you, give a website, do an Instagram, all that good stuff so they can find you and support you. Yeah. Website is amandagracephotography.com. Facebook, I'm on there. I haven't posted in a really long long time because Facebook's like a fork in my side. Um, But you can (laughs) find me there. Um, Instagram, I post daily. I'm amandagracephotography on Instagram. Um, And they can message me either place and and set up a session.
Awesome. Yay. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for being on today. Um, we, yes, this was an awesome you. conversation. This is incredible. I know. <laughs> well, hopefully you all found some benefits and everything that we talked about. Um, if you have any questions for us, you can reach out to us, CJ and Cell Podcast Instagram. We love talking to you. Um, you can also email us now. Yeah. If you want. We're leaving on up, y'all. I don't know why you'd want to email us when you can just DM us. But if you want to email us, <laughs> our email is cjnsellpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe. Give us a rating. It helps our ratings. If you rate us, it helps our where we're positioned. And you know, right? who I think. knows? Maybe we'll put a little something-something together and pull from some names we find with reviews and give a little. Yeah, maybe we might give away something if you give us a review. We don't know. Or we'll maybe a little. Headshot or a photo. Oh, session. well, there's Whoa. that. <laughs> so we're here first. You get a free <laughs> photo <laughs> session. You can totally come and cuddle this cute dog yeah. in cash and then wrestle with my maniacs. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. We'll figure it out. We'll Keep solidify posted. it. <laughs> yes. And if there are some questions you have for Amanda, feel free to either reach out to you. Is that cool? Absolutely. Or you can email us and we can ask her or whatever, but she is literally a infinite pool of knowledge that people should tap into because she knows a lot of things. Completely. You're just so smart. I'm old. <laughs> you are not old. Oh my god. Last year in my 30s, that's old. Last Ish. You're crushing it. I thought you were no. my age. Yeah. So. Age is a privilege. So it is. Yeah. Be excited. You can only there. gain wisdom with age. So here's Absolutely. what I'm saying to all us 20s, 20 year olds learn from these people that have gone through these things so you don't have to do the same thing that they already learned from. Completely. I'll awesome. let you one of my besties. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, I guess that's it. I guess we'll yeah. see you next week. We'll talk about something really great. Yeah, okay, bye. <laughs>